Millions of people across Turkey and Syria went to bed last night and were woken up just after 4am to a devastating earthquake. The shock was felt as far away as Cyprus, Israel and Lebanon. In the areas close to the epicentre, rescuers are still trying to drag survivors from the rubble. Thousands of buildings collapsed and so far more than 2,500 people are confirmed dead. But the toll is expected to rise. Syria and Dudgia have appealed for international assistance and the UN General Assembly President Sabah Karossi led a tribute to the victims. I would like to, on behalf of the General Assembly, to extend our deepest sympathy and heartfelt condolences to the governments and people of Turkey and the Syrian Arab Republic for the tragic loss of life and damage that have resulted from the recent earthquake. Joining me now is Meriem Aslan, Oxfam's spokesperson in Turkey. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. You you have family members who are in the quake zone. How are they? Indeed, indeed. Well, we still cannot have any news of some of the people under the rebel. Oh, and uh, and some of them are about to be rescued. So, and uh, some relatives have lost their houses. And, uh, you know, like the other people, they are on the street waiting for help. So, This is, of course, still an unfolding situation. Have you yes. spoken to people on the ground? Did they tell you what it was like when the earthquake struck in the early hours of the morning? Yes, yes, yes. We are in constant. I mean, I'm I'm in touch with uh, with uh, my relatives, but also in ten provinces. We are we have eighty eighty partner organisations with him with whom we are working and assessing the situation. Of course, I mean, the first, when the earthquake first struck, it was all very scary and people went out. It was even scarier when the aftershocks continued and even more scarier when the second earthquake, earthquake, earthquake struck this afternoon. You know? And uh, people are struggling to provide help, but also trying to cope with their losses. So it is a devastating situation all over uh, the region at the moment. You just mentioned the aftershocks. How are aid workers able to do their job when the conditions are so dangerous? Oh, yeah, I mean, they they start to deliver and then the aftershocks and then everybody stops and then you have to continue. I mean, you have to continue because there are so many people that are in need at the moment. So people have to uh, stay strong, but also cope with their fear fear as well. And it is very, very difficult for everyone at the moment. And of course, Turgir is uh, under under a lot of snow at the moment. It's, it's winter. How challenging does that make the situation? Yeah, I mean, it is. it, it makes it very challenging because it makes it 
much more difficult to reach uh, the areas we are we are uh, supposed to be reaching now. So the the most important thing, for example, at the moment, is to to send the search and rescue teams, and the search and rescue teams are having really difficult time reaching the areas because of the road conditions. It is winter. It is the country, most of the country is under snow, including the earthquake area. And there are lots of accidents on the roads. And there are also the roads are affected, there are roads affected by the earthquake. The airports are affected. And uh, it makes it very difficult to reach to the region, one. Second, the people are very cold. Of course, they are very afraid that they can not go to their houses. But they also, they are outside and they are uh, really cold. And it makes it difficult to 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 send them the, the warm blankets and shelter, etc. So it is... It is, uh, it is making it even more challenging. I mean, it is already challenging and it is stretching the capacity to reach to 10 provinces that is affected. But the weather conditions is making it really harder, both for people affected, but also for the people who are trying to help. And, and we know that the death toll is, of course, uh, likely to rise as happens with, with yes. earthquakes and these emergencies. Yes. Yes. How yes. is there any estimation of how big this could get? No, there is no estimation. But I mean, as as an area that is affected, and it is already considered the biggest earthquake in Turkey. So I mean, it will be wrong to estimate, of course. But uh, as you as as you know, it is now over 1,500, 2,000 people already dead. Uh, I mean, it is difficult to estimate, but we know that there are thousands under rubble still. Still, and uh, it is likely to 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 the numbers are likely to rise, and there are thousands and thousands of people that are injured. And the medical help is very challenging at the moment. In some places, the hospitals collapsed as well. Uh, so I don't want to make you an estimation, but I think uh, the picture doesn't look very bright at the moment. Yeah. Turkey has appealed for international assistance. What help is needed? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the most immediate thing that is needed is uh, search and rescue, huh? and then, I mean, the, that we need to be able to give the right type of help in the right place and at the right time. No, so rescuing people at the moment is the priority. But apart from that, there is nearly everything you can imagine is needed. There's shelter needs. There are blankets. There's food. There's water. There, and, and these are the most immediate things and, and you know, some communication uh, channels that we, people will need and some hygiene kits for women, for example, and for children. And uh, these are the most immediate things that are needed. But then we will need to start to think about the more medium and long term uh, need that people will have because there are over 3,000, 4,000 buildings have already collapsed in the region. And as I said, the infrastructure, the electricity, the 
the heating system, the hospital systems. For example, there is an area where the bread factory has collapsed. People cannot get bread. They cannot, the, 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 the bakeries that are there cannot uh, produce enough bread at the moment. So it is multiple needs uh, that we are facing at the moment. And Thank as you I so said, much. yeah, I mean, there is a huge coordination uh, going on to establish the exact uh, needs of people and who needs most what uh, and in a co and an effort to, to uh, send these help to the right place in the right time. Miriam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Miriam Aslan is Oxfam's spokesperson in Turkey, formerly known as Turkey. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app. Me again, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of international affairs on RN Brecky. And if you're looking for more stories that put world events into context, then look for Between the Lines on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.